Hi guys, welcome to Hard to Talk the Podcast. I'm your host, Teresa Caesar. You're tuned into episode nine. Thank you so much for joining. You'll never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of success is found in your daily routine. John C. Maxwell. I'm bringing back Annette Mariel, the holistic nutritionist that specializes in hormone balancing, and Jesse Carroll, who is the mindful interior designer and life coach, to discuss daily habits and routines that set you up for success and how to personalize them for yourself. Why women and men have different energy levels at different times of the day or even the month, and close it up with some fun ways and how you could bring happiness into your home as well as a couple tips on how you can be healthy every day. I bring to you my conversation with the two authentic, heart-centered entrepreneurs. So we touched on collaboration and community, trusting the process, right? Taking steps and it'll all come together surrounding ourselves, the like-minded, supportive people. I want to go into habits because I think a lot of successful people attribute their, I guess we call it success, to your habits. When I first got my engineering degree, I tried to steer away from this idea of like having a routine or being in this box because I felt like I was in this box for so long and I was viewing it in the wrong light. Habits are very important. Having a routine that empowers you is very important because it's your base. It's your blueprint for the day. Jesse, what about you? Do you have like a few habits that you feel like get you going and keep you on track? Uh, Yeah. So, you know, it's very interesting. I think I, for the longest time, I always envisioned myself answering a question like this. was like, yeah, one, two, three, four, five. Here's what I do. I wake up and and do all things. But I think it's all about knowing yourself. I don't know if it's a Gemini thing or what, but like anytime somebody said the word habit or routines, like I literally, my body just goes, like I just cringe because I, I, I want so badly to do that, but I can't. So, or I don't want to say I can't, but I just, my body just, for some reason I sabotage myself with those words. So I realized, and as I've been trial and error and figuring out what works for me, it's been a lot of realizing the power of the mind. And so I actually needed to change my verbiage. I realized I needed to actually change the word to consistent because for me in my mind that change it to, I have to do everything in the morning to what are the things I consistently include in every day that are going to make me feel good about myself. So whether I get to them in the morning, whether I get to them in the afternoon, whether I get to them at night, like I'm doing them. So I have my non-negotiables, And so it's water, it's movement, um, it's connection, and it's looking within. And so those are the key things. If I can incorporate those things that make me feel good, no matter when I get to them, then I'm never going to be going against myself. So it it makes me feel like, okay, things can come up when they need to come up, you know, but at the end of the day, like somewhere I'm fitting in, I'm going to take my vitamins, I'm going to drink my water, I'm going to get some movement in. So whether that's, you know, going on a walk instead of going to the gym, or maybe it's going to the gym for half the time and then going on a walk. Maybe it's going on a run today. Like I just kind of free ball it. I love that you do that because I was so rigid about my whole routine. I I created something called game where I'm like, every morning I have to do gratitude. It has to be in the morning. And then my A was um, affirmations. And then my M was mindfulness 
or meditation. And then my E was exercise. And and I felt like I had to do it like right in the morning, all of it. But like you said, Jesse, it can change. Or maybe today I can't meditate. I'm just not there. So I might do maybe a little mindfulness, but it might come later when yeah. my house is quiet. You know what I mean? But it was a way to just kind of give myself some grace because I just get so turned off personally by having to do everything by a clock because then it's like, oh my God, I'll start stressing more, which defeats the entire purpose <laughs> of being like, oh, I didn't think of my meditation and let me do it really, really fast. And I'll just be angry and stressed the whole time. It's like, well, that didn't. <laughs> that I love didn't that. That's so, so yeah. authentic and humanizes it totally. I, I see the benefit in people having a very specific habit, a very specific order that they do things because things work differently for everyone. So I'm not telling anyone, anyone by any means that this is the only way that works because I don't think there is one right way to do any of this. I think sometimes when we listen to experts on these subjects and they tell us, you know, we have to do routines and things this way, otherwise we're not going to, you know, we're not going to grow and we're not going to be the best version of ourselves. It's like, wait, okay, that's the version of that thing that works for that person. But what I think is important is to take little tidbits that we learn from these masters and these subjects and then bring it to what works for us. So for me personally, I know the elements of nutrition and mindfulness and movement, exercise and connection. I know those are things that are important because I've been learning them from the, the, the masters and the experts. And then I'm like, okay, how can I bring it to make it make sense for me? Annette, do you want to mention anything? Yes. And I wish I would have known this years ago. And this is something that I talk about in, in Captivate. So the phases of, of a woman's cycle, there's a reason why that, you, you know, as women, when we have in our reproductive years, when we have energy during one part of the month and we don't have it the other part of the month, you need to honor that. You need to honor the, the feelings of that day, but then you want to feel satisfied. So when you understand what phase you're in and what your body can take, then you can plan the food around that, the, the um, exercise schedule around that. So my habit where I truly started gaining ground on balancing my hormones and gaining energy to build, you know, everything that's going on right now is by understanding my phases. Because I stopped being so hard on myself during the week that I didn't have enough energy to get everything I thought I needed to get done, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I think it's important for women to hear this too, because I felt like a lot of the material I was reading or resources or the people that were talking about habits and what you need to do, like get your workout in by this time. You've mentioned this, Annette, and it you said it was like, this was a man's schedule, mm-hmm. right? Do you, you know what I'm talking about? So men um, run on a circadian rhythm. So every 24 hours, they have hormones that ebb and flow the same exact way every 24 hours. Uh, women in their reproductive years run on a infradian rhythm, more or less, that's 28 days. So um, men at five in the morning, get a boost of testosterone. And that is why a lot of men leaders, they're not wrong. They just don't understand the chemistry, the biology of a woman. So when they're preaching, hey, get up at 4.30 in the morning and you don't get up this early, you're not going to be successful. A lot of women try and find, a lot of women try and follow that um, 
but it could it, it could work two weeks out of the month, but the other two weeks out of the month, a woman needs more sleep. So she can be depleting herself and actually, if she's wanting to lose weight, she could be actually gaining weight because she's adding cortisol, which it, you know, which is a, a stress hormone. So understanding um, why the biology of men is different from the biology of women, you know, you have to find somebody who resonates with you. But then, like Jesse said, you have to make it your own. You can't take, they're not in your life. They don't have your background. You have to be the master of your own life. You can't follow exactly what everyone else says. You have to implement. And if it doesn't work, you implement something else or you shift. Uh, So when a man gets a boost of testosterone in the morning, they need to burn off that energy. So that's why a lot of men like to work out at 5 a.m. in the morning. They have the energy to do it. But if a woman is in her uh, menstrual time, she needs more rest. She like literally needs to make, you know, make sleeping a habit that week. (laughs) She doesn't have the energy. It's going to, it's going to do harm, more harm than it does good. So if that makes sense. No, totally. Like, because you told me that I'm like, oh my gosh, that's why I would push myself on my runs. Literally like just dying. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, that's so interesting because my boyfriend and I, we talk about this a lot, you know, his energy levels kick in. Yeah. Like five, five thirty in the morning. Uh, we actually track like runs and walks and stuff. And so, um, at like five thirty, my thing is going off saying he's gone, he's tracking a workout and I'm like trying to go back to bed. And then I, you know, I have this feeling of guilt where I'm like, Oh, I'm not doing enough. I'm still in bed. What am I doing? But for me, my energy kicks in like four or five uh, PM, you know? And so that's when I like get super creative. That's when I want to communicate the most. Like, and by that point his day is done and I'm just ready to get started and, and stuff. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of guilt associated with it sometimes, but it's just really interesting that that's so true. And we talk, me and him talk about it all the time. Um, yeah, that's good. Understanding it and figuring a way can help enhance your relationship versus, he feels like you're just being lazy and then you feel like yeah. he's not being sweet at 4 p.m. <laughs> you know? Like, listen to my story. This is my, day. my day is so awesome. Yeah. Why are you shutting me down? <laughs> right. It's eye-opening because a lot of women, like we all feel guilty for some for not being on this schedule that I don't know who said we had to be on. Like, like we all feel guilty and including myself for years, I thought I had to be go, 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 do, 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 do this all the time. When you start to pay attention to your body and start to realize that it's happening at the same time every month, then, then you could optimize that time. But if you don't know when it's happening, then you're just going to be in reactionary mode every month. But then if you're like, okay, I, this month I felt exactly the same way. So if you start tracking when you feel certain ways, I'm willing to bet that it's at the same exact time each month. 90% of the time it is for me, it's the same exact time. And then from that information, I can start to optimize that week. 
And if I didn't do something that month that helped balance my hormones, you know, I went a little on a little vacation last month and I, you know, ate a lot of food I usually don't eat. So this month I was a little bit more tired, but I knew exactly what, what was going to happen. I can get back on track quickly because I know exactly what I need to do. I really value like the Captivate Saturday classes and especially when you went through the phases because it not only taught me to give myself grace, obviously during the period, but to even eat because I actually, I do the intermittent fasting. I do it for many reasons, not just for weight, but for other reasons. And I would still fast during like cycle days. And I realized, no, don't do that. Or even the days leading up, feed the period, eat, <laughs> you know, but I was like, I would, I would, and no wonder I felt horrible and I was snapping at my kids and this and that. So anyway, so I, I, I'm grateful for all that you share in regards to that whole making like your cycle be cool again, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. Thank you for that. Because, you know, just to reiterate, women need um, 275, I think, more calories uh, during luteal and menstrual phase. So <laughs> if you're starting to cleanse during that phase, you're literally setting yourself up for failure. Because yeah. you're going to wake up in the middle of the night and be hungry. And you're going to be miserable, too. Uh, and you're going to do the exact opposite of what you think you're doing. You think you're losing weight and you're not losing weight. You're turning on your, your stress hormone and you're going to hold on to that weight. So uh, it's just a blueprint to how a woman could design her month. If I were to go back and tell the Annette from two and a half years ago, three years ago, I knew this information then, but I really didn't start applying it until like a year and a half ago. I really would have changed my life so much sooner. I wish I would have had someone guide me and be like, and pay attention to this. So my goal is to help women pay attention so that they don't compare themselves to men, which is, it's like we're setting ourselves up for failure in that respect too. We are just as powerful, but in a different way. Yeah. Do you want to add anything to the whole menstrual chat, Jesse? Are you good? (laughs) I get so much out of the Captivate lessons too. I think it's actually funny. We always talk about like, even if nobody showed up, like we would just teach each other because <laughs> this information is fascinating. You know, and, and Annette has really opened my eyes to just understanding myself as a woman. You know, something I preach all day is empowering others. I want to empower people to have their power. Like I preach that all day, but I didn't even know fully. I didn't even understand my cycle fully. So I, and how can I empower other people when I wasn't fully empowering myself with this, this information. So it's been very eye opening. Um, and like just even getting the app that you recommended Annette, I think my flow, oh, my flow. I it, love it. Mm-hmm. it. It teaches you um, not to, not to give a plug, but like, it really does teach you when your phases are specifically like happening for you. And they tell you, you know, about food and exercise and what kind of activities are going to be really beneficial. So I've just learned a ton through that. So this information is beyond powerful and makes, it really can make a huge difference in just how you function. And it's almost like a, like a secret tool that we actually all have. Bob into it and share. So I love that. Biohacking. I love that term. Biohacking. I like that. And, and I, People who know me, like, I feel like I'm always talking about the phases and I'm like, wait, like, it's literally life changing. Like when you actually start to do it, it's life changing. So um, to go back to the original question, one thing is maybe go back and listen to that first episode where you interview me on the phases 
or come and join Captivate and you or just reach out to me. I'm, I'm going to have an actual course on the phases because I'm finding that so many women need uh, guidance in this. Like they, they need more guidance and they need to be reminded of, of the power of each phase. So, so before we close it up, anything you want to add to the conversations we had, um, you know, in regards to collaboration, trusting the process, uh, surrounding yourself with good people, our habits cycle. I do have um, one thing to add with collaboration. When you find other women who are in their lane, they're excited about their purpose, they are not threatened by each other. I used to um, be a little bit afraid of females because I know females can be super catty and super, you know, um, gossipy or whatever it is. I I used to think, oh, maybe I I just get, you know, along with guys more. But I think it's a competitive nature too with women. We don't have to be competitive. Yeah. And I think that's how we're taught when we're, you know, in school, maybe just in school. In general, in general, it's like everything's a competition, an award, right? Yeah. It's like, who's the prettiest? Who's the, who's, you know, in, in school, like the homecoming queen and we, and, and I, it's refreshing to be around a group of women who we're all in our lane and we are not like trying to compete with each other. What we're trying to do is elevate each other, which is a completely uh, different energy because it's, it's so beautiful to witness um, because we all can just stay in our power and we help each other stay in each other's power. We help each other shine. And that is so wonderful to be around. I think it's how it's meant to be, but it's hard to do if somebody hasn't done some inner work. And if they're not, if they don't even know what path they want to be on, then they, then they might attach themselves to somebody else's path and they might want to compete with them. So I think that is the purpose of doing the inner work and trying to find your path. Because when you're in your path, there's truly no competition. Even if you're doing something similar to somebody else, it's Jesse mentioned this earlier, you're doing it in the version of you and it's unique to you and you're delivering it to the world in a unique way because you're unique. I love that. That's awesome. Do you want to add anything to that, Jesse? Yeah, I mean, pretty much everything that Annette said, I couldn't agree more. And at the end of the day, it's just to know that there's always room for you. I think when I started, I was a little bit nervous. I had some imposter syndrome, even though in my heart, I knew this was something I wanted to do. And I knew I was capable of it. And I knew I could help. Um, There was still something in the back of my mind that said, are you sure? well, like, who are you to do this? You know, there's just a lot of that past doubt that crept in. And that's kind of what I was talking about before with like personal development being this thing that makes you face yourself in new ways really fast, because pretty fast, you have to get over that. Um, But yeah, you just realize that if you're a light worker, if you're doing stuff that is for the betterment of others, and is here to serve, there's always room for you. And so you just have to get out of your own way. And a lot of times that, that means bringing in like-minded people, bringing in people who are going to see you and accept you and allow you to shine because they're not threatened. Because like what Annette said, they're also shining. 
So again, listeners, if you want to join in on the Captivate Saturdays, information will be in the show notes. But before I let you two beautiful ladies go, I want to ask, I'm going to start with Jesse. What are two uh, tips people can do to bring happiness in their home? Yeah. So I know we haven't really talked a ton about like the interior design, interior decorating side, but I have a couple quick things I can share. It's super, super fun and easy. So the first one is you can actually open a window for like five to 10 minutes a week, the minimum, you know, you can literally leave it open all, all the time. But basically what this is going to do is just help renew the energy in your space. It's going to clear out the old, maybe energy that's kind of stuck and just release it. So um, another thing that's really effective with that is leaving your windows open during a rainy day because it said, and this is all feng shui based, (laughs) it's basically saying that the negative ions in the rain actually attract the negative energy. It like magnetizes and pulls it out. So kind of refreshes there. So on a rainy day, definitely leave your windows open. I know that sounds counterintuitive. Uh, I hope you have a screen or something, (laughs) but that's one thing you can do. Another thing, it sounds super random, but in feng shui, the number 27 is actually, it's viewed as their, their kind of number of just coming full circle, uh, transformation, fullness, because two plus seven equals nine and nine, you know, no matter how many times it's multiplied by itself always comes back to nine. So essentially they're saying, you know, you're always coming back to yourself. All of the answers are within. So with that, what you can do is anytime you're feeling overwhelmed or feeling like, you just kind of need a reboot. And I think we all kind of know when we feel heavy and we kind of know when we need that. It said that you could actually move 27 things around, no matter how small. Wow. <laughs> 27 things around, shift those around in your home and like do it with intention of creating a new energy and you'll start to feel more uplifted. So those are just a couple of fun feng shui things. I, I really like to teach feng shui in the work that I do with my all of my clients. So just a little sample of that. Those are great. And I won't forget them. How could you forget 27 and the rain? (laughs) Those are beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Okay, Annette, since you are uh, the instructor for holistic nutrition, can you share with our listeners two tips or two things uh, they can do every day to stay healthy? Yes. So everyone talks about a morning routine, but a lot of people forget about a nighttime routine. So at night... Um, about two hours before you want to get to bed, really start turning down or dimming all the lights around the house. This is super important to start making your brain ready for you know sleepy time. You want to get in the mood, <laughs> uh, turn the lights down. You really want to start uh, getting that... Um, nervous system relaxed and we are constantly looking at lights all day on our phones, the TV, the computer. So we really, you really want to start shutting everything down. And if you have blue light blocking glasses at night, sounds silly, but it's really important to wear them if you're going to be looking at your screen because the blue light signals to our brain that it's time to wake up because morning light has blue light in it. So that is why A lot of people have opposite schedules now because they're constantly looking at their screens. Everything has blue light. So I can't 
emphasize this enough, really try and detox your night from blue light. I love that. That sticks. The night from blue light. I love that. And tip number two. Yeah. Tip number two is going back um, to everyone talks about morning routines. So this is so important in the morning. I don't like, I think I'm going to just buy everyone one of these for Christmas <laughs> is a, a tongue scraper. Really? It's so important. I mentioned this on the last episode. I believe it is so important to scrape your tongue first thing in the morning, because a lot of the stuff that uh, that's on your tongue is is I believe it's called biofilm and it comes up from your stomach and it sits there on your tongue and it's it really needs to be just scraped off and then your tongue is like clean for the day you don't want to scrape it off with your toothbrush it doesn't work you need a tongue scraper and I can't tell you how refreshing that feels in the morning if I could add one more thing then Go have some warm water with Himalayan salt, and that will boost your adrenal glands, and you will be ready for the day. I'm going to add that because I do, per your recommendation, the tongue uh, scra- scraper uh-huh. is the bomb. So that's my thing. It's my morning ritual. I scrub that tongue. Can you use a spoon? Okay, because I don't have one, but I use a spoon And I, because you said that that could work. Does that like- Thank you for reminding me. If you don't have a tongue scraper, you can use a spoon. It's um, tongue scrapers, slightly more effective, but if you don't have one, use anything that just has a, like a safe, hard edge. <laughs> don't use a knife or anything. Yeah. That, like, yeah. A razor. <laughs> yeah, do that. But you just want to get that film off first thing in the morning, even before you drink water. So you want to do the first, because if you drink the water, you're going to just ingest that again into your system and you want that out. Uh so that is my, that is literally like if I can go into people's houses and do that for them and get them the tongue scraper and put it right next to their sink, I would do it because it's so important. <laughs> I wish people could hear faces right now because like this is really good information. It's just, it's just <laughs> random information. But I love the randoms, you know, they're, they're memorable. This is really a taste of Captivate because Captivate, we always come up with random information. No, that's, those are great tips. Gosh, you both, thank you so much for coming back on for our little reunion. It's been great. I think people will enjoy everything you have to say. And I will make sure like in the show notes, all your information and what you're up to, right? People can kind of follow you because you guys are incredible. And I really can't wait for our next reunion. Maybe we'll bring in some more people, but yeah. Thank you. Yeah. The whole Captivate. Yeah. I love it. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you both for joining today and I look forward to our future collaboration. Yes. Thank you again, Teresa. Yes. Thank you so much. This was so fun. Thank you again for tuning in to episode nine. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to hit subscribe and tell your friends. And for show notes and more information, you can visit www hearttotalk.com or you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'll be back in two weeks.